0: Coming to you from high above South 1st Street in corrected, long-lasting Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games.
1: I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games.
0: And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. For this week's episode, our topics are Day One Patches and Crunch. And so, if everyone is ready, let's start.
1: I like the way you <laughs> said
0: I wish I had some crunch. crackers. <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch.
2: It reminds me of the uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves mascot. That's yeah. Also named Crunch.
0: Oh. Reminded me well, of that too. <laughs> I uh, I had no knowledge of that because maybe Mortho can come in and give us her view. <laughs>
1: Well, there, there's a story behind that, right? Oh yeah, go yeah. On in a little bit,
2: uh, I guess. It's, for people in in Minnesota, <laughs> sports, yeah. <laughs> it's, mascot's named Crunch. Like, why is a, a wolf mascot for a basketball team in Minnesota called Crunch? And yeah. the reason is because it's named for Nestle Crunch, right? The yeah. Candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, and I think, and it just there was like a sponsorship. It's it's long since not a thing anymore, but that's the name of the mascot. And, yeah. So, <laughs> as a kid, I remember they handed him out and. Stuff.
0: The worst oh, okay, candy. Okay, that was less exciting it's, than I thought. It was. It's the worst like, candy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Whoa! See, now I, uh, I—that much my favorite candy bar.
0: The I, texture is not okay. <laughs> I can't
1: eat it anyway, so I have an allergy to peanuts and nuts. So yeah, I, I can't eat crunch. Well, I was gonna so.
2: compare something like that to like a, a a candy bar with peanuts, which people seem to love. I <laughs> yeah. don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't have an allergy, but I do not get it. Yeah, it's like anyway.
0: It's delicious. <laughs> It's fine.
1: <laughs> in, in other news, we're still working on the website. Uh, hopefully, y'all have, you know, you've, you've definitely seen it at this point. Um, it's
0: a little bare bones.
1: It's a little bare bones. It turns out it's
2: hard to make a website. And we're not ashamed of it. We kind of knew we were going to throw it up not quite all, all the way there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's going to be a little while before we've got some bandwidth to, to to complete the all the designs and stuff for it. Right. Most people do listen to the show on their phones. Um, or through an app otherwise mm. um, but the website is meant to be a destination for accessing those resources and so uh, we want to make sure that that's a fun you know a, a nice experience to go to and right now it's kind of a minimum viable which is what we expected to have ready for when the show relaunched yeah um, and now that it's been out for a couple of weeks in that state i am curious to see how people interact with it are they waiting uh, to, to engage with it more until it's finished or are they enjoying it as is,
1: and then everything on top is gravy. Are you just using your RSS feed to completely ignore the website? <laughs> you certainly could be. Let us know. Ah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, shall we get into it?
0: If no. your web, <laughs> <laughs> If your website and or game needs some updates, <laughs> you uh-huh. might- <laughs> When you release it, you can also release a day one patch.
2: You sure can. Yes. Uh, And that's something that um, we did for Widget Satchel. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you did for Treasure Stack. It was day two or three, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's very common uh, for games to have big day one patches. And um, I think there's a player perspective, which Mm. is like, having no understanding of what it means. Right. And then there's also a developer perspective which is not far from that yeah. until you do it yourself. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to sort of demystify a little bit of that. And we may have even brought up some of this stuff on the show before while we were doing it each on those two games. Um, but I just wanted to get into it. So why do they happen? Like why why a day one patch? Like that's the day it comes out. Shouldn't that be the, the gone <laughs> gold master? Yeah, like, right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. So um, at least in the console space, um, and, and, well, you know, in, in PC as well, but yeah. consoles particularly, the reason for this has a lot to do with certification or is, is called a Nintendo world lot check. Um, and the idea is, is that when you have your game ready, you submit it to the platform holder to, to, for certification. They check for, uh, you know, for bugs for, but they don't QA it, right? It's really, really like, does this work, right? They're not doing a quality check. They're doing a sanity check. Yeah. Essentially. Is this a virus? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But not just that, uh, does it violate rules? Mm-hmm. So uh, each platform holder has a specific, specific rules like, um, oh, does it um, – and these are technical, right? Like, yeah. oh, does it access the hard drive too often per second, right? That's, that's one in the Nintendo world that people are talking about a lot. Yeah. Um, or, um, you know, uh, does it uh, crash when it returns to the main menu or mm-hmm. when you're going back to the system menu, for example? Um, or does the game properly uh, tell uh, – properly send a signal – that we've gone back to the home screen so it can handle that. So that when you go back to it, it wasn't just running the whole time. Yeah. Like stuff like that is technical things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also uh, the, the design guidelines. And some of that is, uh, is like aesthetic or, or ideological according to the platform holder mm-hmm. about what buttons are used for what, um, you know, what would be overloaded on a function. And some of them are just like, you know, uh, visual bugs. Like this is, so you're, you press A to jump, but the prompt actually says B or whatever, like yeah. things like that, they will they will look for. And those are essentially bugs that QA would catch, but they're also something that reflects on at the platform level right. because they interact with the language of the platform. And yeah. so it's a wide range of, of guidelines. And um, for um, the console makers, they have a list, right? Yeah. And you go through one by one and you check to see that you comply with all of these things. And they are of those different categories. Um, and then some of them are just sort of general and they're a little fuzzy and some of them you can ask for waivers for, and there's a, there's a, there's a, a give and take on some of it because none right. of them, not all of them are black and white. hmm
1: Um,
2: okay. So that's a long way of saying once you've done once you've done all of that and you've submitted your thing to this process, it takes a little while.
1: Yeah. It takes, uh, how long would you say it takes? Like, like two, it, I don't know. It depends on, it depends on what. How far you are in the process of like developing it yeah For, f- in terms of release, I think they're a little they're more thorough about it so it takes a little bit longer than like a patch would.
2: Yes, I believe that's the case yeah. um, b- uh, and and uh, that makes a lot of sense because there's less to check usually yeah, but they don't know if there's less to check there's okay. like there's, so there's trust on all sides yeah some of this stuff like uh, there's definitely there are bugs that got through on widget satchel that yeah. that shouldn't have uh, uh, that, that should have been caught <laughs> uh-huh. by, by the lot check team. Um, that I caught, and then I had to submit another day one patch. Which, yeah. We'll get into that story. <laughs> um, um, but uh, things that if they had seen, they would have had a problem with, but, mm-hmm. then, but didn't see. Um, and so, uh, um, but that takes time, it takes resources, and they put some, and it matters to them because it reflects on their platform, yeah. right? Um, a lot of times, uh, and this is an old way of thinking, right? This is the Nintendo seal of quality kind of thinking. Yeah. Um, if, if, you know, if, you're, if you have a game, you download a game on Steam, and it breaks, You're not really going to blame Windows. I mean, people will, but like, (laughs) you're certainly not going to blame Steam. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, Um, Steam never gets blamed for anything. No. (laughs) Um, But, you know, on a console, and this is probably less true. I think gamers are more literate about how software works. Yeah. But there's still a a situation where you will, there's a chance some of your ire uh, will go towards the platform holder more to the developer. Again, it's kind of an old way of thinking. Mm -hmm. It is not. I don't know how worried they should be about it, but that is essentially their concern. So when you, so the practice, and the reason this is all related to day one patches is not only does it take time and it's like, well, just finish the game then, right? And then you yeah. can then and, and do it then. Um, but the, the thing is, is that submitting to these certifications or law check, once you've gone through them and your title is the first version is ready, then you have access to another set of tools you can yeah. get to publish, you can schedule. And the, the, a lot of this is under NDA, yeah. um, but it's not a secret to know that like, this is just stuff that you need before you publish the game. Right. So if you wait till it's 100% fully done, ready to go, and you're working on your game, you kind of want to work on, on it till the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wait until then, and then you do that, then you're rushed on the rest of this stuff, yeah. depending on what your timeline is. And so it's certainly possible to just take your time. Um, you know, uh, what generally happens is you submit to lot check, as soon as you think it can pass lot check, not as soon as you think players will be happy with it, not as soon as you fixed all the bugs, as soon as you think you can meet all those guidelines. And and that happens at AAA, and that happens at Indie as well. Mm -hmm. And then once you've done that, okay, you can release it. You don't want to. (laughs) That's not the version you want to release. Right. Then you got to do your day one patch. Yeah. But in the meantime, especially if you have a larger team, you now have a bunch of people who can then use these extra tools. Mm-hmm. You've now proven that this game works. You also have a foundation to build on. So there is some there's some practicalities to this milestone. Yeah.
1: It's not just a trick. And I mean, not just that, but like you've passed lot checks, so now you can start scheduling when the game is actually going to get released. Yeah. And if you're doing it in a multi platform situation, then like you need and you want everything to be released at the same day, you got to schedule Nintendo's release with Xbox release with Steam release and all that.
2: Yeah, so. and again, you could do all of this months and months in advance. Yeah. It's just, then you're wasting a lot of time. Yes. Like, you know, as an indie, you, and we can, we'll talk about this when we talk about crunch later in the show, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you give yourself enough time to do things. Yeah. But certainly when you're thinking about business decisions, even at the indie level, time is money. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to give yourself so much time that you end up wasting it. And yeah. so this is ultimately the most efficient way use of your time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so what that ends up meaning is that your day one patch is something you submit to lot check Enough time to get through lot check but but then once it's through lot check it's you're pretty- cl- you're almost ready to for the launch date yeah and you don't spend those last couple of days or week or however much uh, buffer you've given yourself doing all the other things you need to do to prep for launch right. to use their the, their particular dev portals and there's a lot of those things in terms of like pricing and publishing and all that stuff mm-hmm. um there is quite a lot of it again a lot of it's under n d a yeah. um but you can't it's not hard to imagine what it is mm mm-hmm. Um. So then you do your day one patch, and then the thing about your day one patch, um, that's the reason it's there, right? Yeah. Um. Now, why is it so big? Right. <laughs> why is a day one patch so enormous? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're just kind of like, okay, this will run. It gets through lock check. It's fine. But now we're gonna like fix all the bugs and make sure. Maybe we'll add a couple things we did, we we're, we're working on finishing. Mm. But the reason a lot of these. Day one patches are so big. You hear about the, it they become news stories. Yeah, like especially big AAA titles. Like it's a however many gigabyte day one patch. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- we can talk a little bit about what a patch is, right? You know this back. Well, oh yeah,
1: I mean it's it's basically just uh, you're just you know improving the content that's already in the game and fixing a bunch of stuff. But like the way that it works is it just takes the current build and then adds or adjusts content that uh, this patch you know changes. Yeah, so it's the, it's
2: delta. Like get. the delta. Yeah,
0: it's, it's like, like it's like you. Replying a git merge onto something it's very similar yeah, to that yes, uh-huh. yes it's
2: a good description in, depending <laughs> on the
0: those of you who know Git <laughs> <laughs> right
2: <laughs> depending on your platform the sophistication of that process is uh you know varied mm-hmm. right um so again with the um uh, with the console platforms uh some of the specifics are NDA, under nda yeah but um in the case of nintendo there's a tool you use um, I, I guess I can't name it, but whatever, mm. <laughs> um, there's a tool you use to, to make your build and then build your patch from the, the differences between the two builds that you make. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a big, it's not a, not a lot of sorcery to put this together, yeah. but the process by which it determines uh, what is in the, in the patch and what is, what does it qualify air quotes different from the original mm-hmm. is, um, you, it's not always predictable, um, depending on your compression techniques and how you actually build the thing, um, I, this is definitely true of, of a lot of the different ways that you do these kinds of d- deltas, is in Git, uh, the difference is, it's all, they're all text files for the mm. most part. And anyone who's used Git knows how bad they are with binary files, right? <laughs> yeah. As soon as a binary file changes even a byte, suddenly uh, the whole thing is different.
0: No.
1: Right?
2: Right? <laughs> and yeah. you know, there are, uh, Steam, for example, uses uh, like uh, uh, byte-by-byte blocks, Mm. For deltas, so it, it can compensate for some of that. Um, Git is, has no idea what it's doing in that case, but this is <laughs> true for a lot of other things as well, um, to different degrees, right? So what ends up happening is like, oh, we need to change this model or this animation uh, controller or these 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 binary elements um, that uh, are part of the process, yeah. or we're sorting our like uh, serialized as text objects yeah. that are text, but we put them in a different order because the engine we're using is non-deterministic and how it determines these things. Mm-hmm. Or we've compressed all of our asset bundles using a very efficient com- compression algorithm mm-hmm. so that when we've changed one thing, the delta is actually quite enormous. Yeah. Even though they're both very small. Yeah. Right? Uh, but the delta is like 100%. So your day one patch ends up being almost the full size of your game. Yeah. Uh, that happens very frequently. That's what happened to Widget Satchel. Widgets actually is 250 megabytes and the day one patch was 222 megabytes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
2: <laughs> and so, and there was no, there's no way to tell uh, the platform holders like use this build instead. Yeah. Don't do a patch because their systems are, again, this old kind of thinking. The idea that the, the day one patch is there, but what if someone uh, pre-orders your game and pre-downloads it and then they are not connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. They need to be able to play your game and they play it with the version that's been approved. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of like sort of like old world um, consistency and reliability and, and, and stability thinking right. that goes into this. It's not quite um, how the world works anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think it's also important to approach this topic from the, the, the player perspective too, because like mm-hmm. I think as a player, like if you don't have any idea how games are made, as a player you're just downloading this game and it already takes forever because games are like 50 gigs now 100 gigs now or whatever it's just ridiculous and then like you're like all right it's installed it's downloaded i'm ready to play and then there's a new patch and you gotta sit there and wait for another 220 gigs to download in order to play the game yeah and so like from that perspective it's very frustrating to have to deal with download undownload undownload yeah um
2: which is why um, some of the platforms will allow you to distribute a patch with the initial download. Yeah. So instead of downloading the game and then the patch, especially for a day one patch, you just download both at the same time. Yeah. And the nice. player is none the wiser. They're still downloading twice as much data as they need. Yeah. But that's better than nothing. Uh-huh. Right? It's very true. Um, it's
0: psychologically way better.
2: Yes, absolutely. That's totally true. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of, that's the demystifying of it, essentially. Yeah. Um, but then, um, like, what is the benefit? Of of having a system like this that causes the problem. I like mean,
1: that. I think that the main the main benefit is like people can improve or fix stuff that they didn't realize um, was an issue um, up until the release of the actual game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, like like so, kind of
2: forcing you to, to make that milestone is uh, by and by a a. a it- Gives you an opportunity to find things you might not have otherwise.
1: Yeah, and it helps you prioritize too. Like you're, you're like, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, like like when you want to submit to lot check, you're like, I got to get this, 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 and this done for the switch build or whatever. And then you get all that stuff done, uh, and then you submit, and then maybe it passes lot check, but then you realize, oh, uh, I uh, forgot that this character needs this particular animation or blah blah blah. Um, and so now you have more time to do that as like they're going through the process of lot check.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think in the past, like, uh, especially like waterfall method was rampant or whatever. Uh, <laughs> back in the dark ages. Back in the dark ages, there were still actual patches for games, technically, because there are oh. different versions of games, right? Um, and so like maybe they released the the North America or or NA version first, and that has a bunch of bugs and stuff, or maybe it's missing a bunch of features, or like not significant features, but some things, right? Like because some something might have slipped past, yeah, yeah, Um, QA, and then uh, when they release the, the the what's it, European Union or EU version, uh-huh. then um, it's like it has some of those things patched,
2: or when it's time to produce a second run of cartridges, yeah,
1: they they patched a couple of
2: things, and you get a one dot dot one or something. Yeah, um, uh, speedrunners know all about
1: this, right. I was going right? to say it's actually a really fascinating topic with within speedruns because like the differences between the two versions, aside from there's, uh, there's more differences aside from just like what they fixed. Uh, um, but like the difference is makes like two different categories of speedruns yeah. for things which is really cool mm-hmm. um,
2: and it, games that are even modern games that are speedrunner friendly they communicate with their community and say hey we've done a patch let us know if it creates a problem for you and we'll make sure the older version is available Yeah, or we'll put the bug back uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's all about what people enjoy so yeah. it's, there's no uh, rule about it exactly but it's certainly a lot of developers are much more they're um, uh they're they're more diligent about archiving versions for the benefit of players who might want previous versions. Yeah. This is also true of games that, that have balance changes. Right. There are some people and then of course there are games which are very specific about putting that into the dustbin of history mm-hmm. for the health of a community. Um but uh but yeah, it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um I think that like but I think the perspective that a lot of players get is like they're just it seems as though people are adding content into the game that they could have added before the game release <laughs> yeah you know like i i think this was it's a, i think this is much less of a controversy than it was in the past but like during uh an xbox 360 era and stuff there were a lot of like day one patches and a lot of people were like why are they adding more content when the game was already done why didn't they just do it all before lazy developers and stuff right.
2: especially and, if there's any um anything that is unlockable yeah or, or purchasable in a game mm-hmm. then it, the conspiracy theories start to spin yeah right yeah and when you don't know how that process works, uh, it can it make it does make a lot of sense. Like, why else would they do that? Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And it's it's kind of hard, too, because like making games is difficult and it's difficult to understand. I mean, well, unless you are, are in the industry or you're very interested in understanding how it works, it's difficult to put to have that mindset to see like where the developers are coming from. Yeah. With those kinds of things. So like you said, Mark, I think it makes sense that people are like, yeah. Like, why, why aren't you just adding all this content when it made sense to add all the content? Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I tell you, like, as a developer, when I would see those stories about this 10-gigabyte patches, mm-hmm. I, I my thinking was always like, oh, they must have a really big team doing a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> but then after doing it myself, where my day one patch was a bunch of bug fixes and, like, a bunch of little content changes across the whole game and mm-hmm. which amounted to not very much in terms of like actual bytes changed yeah and it doubled the size of the game <laughs> yeah and then I was like oh
0: <laughs> okay right right <laughs> it has yeah.
2: no bearing right it has a lot more to do about the technologies used to make it and yeah. less about the actual what actual content is in it
1: yeah um and yeah it was it was a bit I was an eye-opener for me mm-hmm. that being said in the triple a space I do think that people use first day patches to like uh, release games prematurely in a way that is not good for the games like mm-hmm. for example um, Mass Effect Andromeda is per- particularly famous about it because like I think that when they first when the game first came out like um, the animation their face animations were not correct because um, I, I, maybe they didn't have enough time to implement it or maybe they were correcting it as like it was going through lot check or whatever mm-hmm. um, and then like I want to say within that launch window uh, they patched it so that the animations look better
2: Right, those patches were ultimately released not on day one
1: yeah right yeah i, I mean treasure stack was the same way
2: <laughs> <laughs> well that because a lot of times you set a release date and a lot mm-hmm. is riding on it yeah and if the game works mm-hmm. you can really easily talk yourself into it and say, so, like it the well not talk yourself into it it's yeah. the it's the you pick the best of of two bad situations yes. like do we delay the game and ruin all the goodwill we had right. all the marketing lead up with those people who were waiting for the game we might miss them even if we delay by a week yeah um or and also going through those processes, like it, you, you restart the clock on a lot of that. Yes. So it's not necessarily wouldn't be faster necessarily to hold back the release date because yeah. you have all these internal release dates for yourself and your own institution, but also um, uh, with the platform holders that you're working with. Yeah. And so um, a lot of times those things are realized. Not you'd think oh it's too late, but too late is like six months before launch. Mm. That's too late. A yeah. lot of these times. Um, and it ends up being just in a result of i wouldn't i don't want to say bad planning, but like um a uh, uh, mistaken planning, right? Yeah, like the people making Andromeda they were not ignorant of the facts oh, no. that, that they that you know they wasn't ready and they needed to rush something out, yeah, but um, and maybe they knew it for a long time, mm-hmm. but it was just a mistake picking that date or maybe there were a lot of problems they didn't un- understand or didn't anticipate that ha- those problems happened a year ago, yeah, and they're still dealing with the fallout from those problems, yeah.
1: and yeah, and like it's i mean, it's much more difficult in a triple a space to like change your date because like there's a lot of marketing stuff running oh, on that yeah. stuff. so like you can't you can't you can't just willy nilly change your date like uh, in the indie space where like these oftentimes won't even say when the game is coming out until like a, a week or a month before right
2: and if you do change the date you need to put marketing effort behind that announcement yes right not just the announcing it so that people know yeah but also that so that they understand why yeah you have to and a lot of its PR speak but yeah. like you have to you know, you have to deal with the reaction to the fallout from people who are anticipating a project mm-hmm. and who essentially don't know how games work because the games industry is obsessed with not telling you how the game how games work. And so it's that's that's a that's a fault that lies in the industry at large. Mm. Um and then it's just developers and publishers working inside of that, the imperfect communication system. Yeah. Um yeah, there's like no way to win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess I can share a little bit about how like Treasure Stack was released and yeah. like, how that day one patch went off um so like we went through lot check on all the different platforms and stuff and we passed them mm-hmm. um
3: Woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean yeah. It, it's, it's a, a
1: big deal it's a moment when you get when you <laughs> yeah. get that notification it's oh man. so relieving because like every time yeah because i think we failed it like i want to say like three or four times yeah especially which, on xbox i swear i hate developing on xbox <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's
2: normal yeah right. and and right. they'll tell you they'll warn you like it, it's, our systems are set up to make it look like you submit and it passes but like uh, don't be disheartened if you fail a couple of times that's normal yes they work very hard all the different platforms work very hard yeah to uh, you know it, but it's not good enough you still feel upset well i mean <laughs> when, it, when you fail it.
1: it's because like you still have to do more work on it you're yeah. like oh this is it this is the one we're finally ready to go and then like <laughs> two weeks later you're like oh wait you didn't pass you gotta do more work and it's just it's frustrating yeah (laughs) um but uh what uh when when like we got through all the lot checks or whatever and insert for all the different platforms um and we were good to go but we discovered uh and like we were working on like a day one patch for like additional things i think like some like uh, i think we wanted to add like difficulty settings or something i can't remember exactly what was in the day one patch Mm -hmm. um for it but we wanted to add a few things to the thing uh or to the game and uh but we realized uh like I want to say it was like 3 weeks maybe a month before the game was set to release. Mm-hmm. Um we realized that there was a, a big issue where people could unlock like the season um rewards just through regular gameplay and like that would that would mess up our entire like plan for season releases and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um and so like we were scrambling to try to get this this patch ready to go for a lot check. Um and it just and um it just like i i think that it, it ultimately it was switch that was the most difficult thing to get through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so like yeah we we you know we were we were pushing really hard to get it out there but like we just weren't able to get it out before the game actually came out so like a few days later it ended up coming out yeah but like because we had already set the marketing or we already set the release date and it was it was very difficult to coordinate all the different platforms together to work on that day because i think um. Uh, Microsoft and Nintendo have, like, their own days that they want to have games released. Uh, we- well, it's definitely true if you are working with them on yes. any
2: kind of shared announcement.
1: Right. And that's, I mean, the
2: smallest of small games don't generally have the, anything in that area. Yeah. But even smaller titles will, you know, occasionally get, like, uh, you know, a, a trailer drop on the official channels or add it to their indie newsletters mm-hmm. or things like that that you can get. Um, it's not the, you know, you don't need to be a huge publisher to get access to some of that stuff. It's yeah. not guaranteed or that easy but you know and a treasure Snack had some of that
1: yes it did yeah yeah mm-hmm. we were on the you know nintendo direct and stuff mm-hmm. um and so yeah we we were just unable to we couldn't we couldn't change the date um in order to accommodate this pretty significant bug so we just ended up releasing it and so like for i want to say like for a few days or a week just or crossing like your that. fingers yeah we were hoping that people weren't releasing too many of the rewards um that we had planned for it and stuff um, but I I think it ended up being okay. Mm-hmm. There were much bigger problems <laughs> <laughs> than that, which made um the uh the season rewards not work very well. That's the subject of another topic. Perhaps. Yeah, that was a design <laughs> issue, not a, not a. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, so so like, at any rate, like that's I guess that was like the the process of it. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it also ends up still being a scramble. Like even if you <laughs> want to have things released, yeah, and ready for the right date, like sometimes you still want to have this thing come out on the day you've planned on it uh, or you want this patch to come out on the day you've planned on it and you just aren't able to make that date so it yeah. comes up within the launch window instead
2: well like with everything in game development it's wheels within wheels and mm-hmm. you think you've figured out where how they all you know uh, intersect yeah. and then you realize that there's like four more wheels yeah, and you're like oh man <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. uh, yeah so uh, you know on PC it's uh, not quite the, the same kind of uh, stringent systems yeah. right But it still sort of happens. Yeah,
1: actually, that's funny because like the day one patch or the that patch was definitely released for Steam right away because like there's no specifications they don't really, just do whatever yeah they, i mean they have a lot check or a cert certification quite, process quite, <laughs> quote unquote <quite>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have one of those but like it's uh very very easy to get through. it's uh
2: it's that is definitely just a sanity check yeah um but they do actually have people who look at it yeah, so mm-hmm. when i when i submitted uh widget satchel for the final check in steam and it's a few days right yeah um uh, which uh, even at the time i was like that seems too long for what i know the little they do mm. but someone did get back and say like oh fyi uh, when you uh, do the Steam overlay um, and you uh, uh, your, your game doesn't pause. Yeah. and, mo- oh, had and pl- that same bug. And players, it's not a bug. It's well, just, they were issue. just saying like, it's not a problem, but players like it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll <laughs> change that. <laughs> that was my third reaction. <laughs> but I think, I, think, I think a lot of developers probably get that message. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the things they check for. Yeah. Um, because I don't use the Steam overlay. <laughs> right. I don't know what the UX, the player expects from the UX. Mm-hmm. And the documentation is not, it's not terrible. Yeah. Like Steam does not okay with docu- yeah. job with documentation, but I wasn't expecting that to be something anyone would want, right? right? Um, but especially when, in the case of Widget Satchel, there aren't a lot of moments where you can you can walk away without pausing, and it's not like a disaster. Yeah, there's no nothing you need to wait for. Treasure stacks another story. Yeah, <laughs> you need to be on the ball, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't consider to me a problem that if you d- couldn't pause, it would be a bad experience. But when they explained that what it was, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess sure. Why don't just automatically freeze the game? And the game. Um, I don't. Nothing in will work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was done through the pause menu, and I didn't want to bring up the pause menu while the Steam overlay was there. That didn't seem like the right solution. I might have been what I ended up with. I actually don't remember. <laughs> um, but like the I, the game will suspend when it's out of focus, yeah. but when the Steam overlay is up, it's in. This is all you know in the weeds. But yeah. that's what you know. You want to listen to the show for that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the kinds of things that like uh, just the simple things that looks like they have their own list of guidelines they don't tell you about. Yeah. <laughs> but because they will not fail you. Right. Right. For the most part if the game runs when you hit play from steam and closes correctly, I think then they will be like, fine. Yep. Um, if there's a problem with that, they will probably let you know. And if there's a real problem with that, they will probably have an issue, but I haven't heard of anybody having a problem. And and I think part of the reason is, is because we all develop on PCs. (laughs) So (laughs) it's actually a lot harder to miss a problem like that yeah um, so that also may be why their uh, uh, requirements are less stringent but yeah then when you want to do a patch then you are just free to distribute patches after yes. that
1: there's no check whatsoever they you don't can, even they don't even know it yeah, happens yeah you can actually break your game on Steam and it'll be fine because <laughs> I don't yeah I don't think they check it at all either. yeah if you're feeling saucy you can go ahead and break your game uh-huh. it's
0: allowed <laughs> no game for you <laughs>
2: Um, but then, uh, the, and the, even their systems for how they work with, uh, what the patch is and how it's distributed to users is pretty robust. Uh, I was quite impressed with that. I've I've been a, a you know sort of a down on Steam for a lot of their practices, but mm-hmm. uh, but their their, their up, update tech is pretty good. Yeah, um, and a lot of that is because they have such a wide audience, and a lot of them are in uh, you know uh, uh, bandwidth is an issue, and a lot of people have game libraries of hundreds of thousands of games, <laughs> so <laughs> right. they receive updates all the time, mm-hmm. and so having a system that so they're motivated to have a system that works really well, and their system works pretty well. Yeah. I was really impressed by it. Cool, um, but. Interestingly enough, in in my case, and I this is uh, you were saying you got it out on Steam as soon as you could, yeah, because it was a priority, right? right? That that was a, it was a fix, yeah. But in terms of a patch, we are adding features. Uh, sometimes you want to have parity between the different platforms.
1: Oh yeah, we waited uh, for, for for additional patches. We waited until yeah,
2: even if you can put it up there, you wait till it gets through all the gauntlets on the other platforms. Mm-hmm. And that can be kind of frustrating. Yeah. It, it, you, you're held back by that process. Yep. Um, and uh, certainly uh, with Widget Satchel, um, it's, uh, since release, it's, I'm the only one working on it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it's just like, well, I don't want to spend one day updating it here and one day updating it here. I'll just concentrate on, you know, and it's, it's just about like using your time efficiently. Right. And what that means is it means PC players sort of suffer at the hands of these old systems, yeah. even though they have sl- slightly more uh, robust or more uh, flexible
1: Yep. kind of things mm-hmm. um we actually did get complaints from uh people in the treasure stack community about like because like they they were on pc and then we just like oh the patch is ready but we're waiting on the other platforms yeah i don't know why we were so candid about that
2: but <laughs> well i mean it's something players do want they do want to know how the yeah, they want to made, know how to yeah but um, they also want to reserve the the rights to be angry about any
1: little thing yes and as a result they were angry about the patch not <laughs> being released on pc <laughs> yeah <laughs> so
2: uh, right because when someone says where's the where's the patch where's the fix you want to say it's ready we did it don't worry uh-huh. but then it's actually kind of what they don't want to hear yeah <laughs> just that we is ready you can't have it yeah basically yeah <laughs> which is sort of funny
0: so uh, what's um selfish devs keeping all the fixes to themselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can tell you, um, I'm doing a patch right now for Widget Satchel 1.0.3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did two patches before launch. <laughs> and so this will be the first post-release patch. Mm-hmm. And I've waited quite a while on it because I've been busy and I've been right. doing other things. And I did a lot of the work on it months ago mm-hmm. after the game came out. But I, I, j- I wasn't ready to do a patch with it yet. And uh, we're, I'm I'm submitting the version for the Japanese launch. Yeah. And so that's a good, that's good timing for this. Yeah. And so um, definitely players have been withheld from fixes I made a long time ago uh, for other reasons. Mm. Not just because of the, the the Byzantine systems, but like just general time management. Yeah. So a lot of this is like, it, it is way more complicated than you imagine when you see that story about some big AAA game having a 20 gig day one patch. Yeah. And you know it's more complicated than that, but like you, you really don't know. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So how do we uh, how do we what were you going to say? I was going to say what you're about to say, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh I mean, if this system is so terrible and has so many consequences. <laughs> yeah. Uh what's a better system? Uh that's a good question. Yeah, how do you re- how do you preserve Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft's ability to do its quality check, which players do still to some degree rely on? Right. Um, without um forcing this sort of this inefficient behavior which everyone now partakes in Mm -hmm. um what's better than that is the steam way better like Um, how many broken games will get launched on console then and then fixed two days later like is that better i maybe it is right people are savvy enough but then i don't know is it risky to get i don't know
1: yeah I, i don't know well um i think i think you're right in to some respect that like if a game has a problem on a console uh players are more they find that to be an issue with the console mm-hmm. more so than they would on steam um so that's probably why they as i mean that's why you were saying that certain lot check is is so uh more extravagant on, on those platforms yeah um so i don't think that like i don't think it's feasible for that to ever not be a thing mm-hmm. um and that benefits a developer in a lot of ways yes. too right like one of the,
2: the reason that the you know you're you have an indie game with no marketing. You're likely to sell more on Switch than on PC. Yeah. Even though discovery on Switch is worse. Uh-huh. Uh Because there's something that there's some value to that. That is that is part. This process provides that value. Yeah. Um. And part of it is because it is kind of difficult to get through. Right. And so um. It yeah. It, it players do still see that and if, if those games are not checked as robustly then many people's lives would be easier but then ultimately what would that change the perception of that market amongst the, the
1: the player base yeah it's hard to know yeah um, but if we wanted to make it so that day one patches were less encouraged I mean part of what would help with that is to make it so or to uh, discourage extremely quick turnarounds for game making mm-hmm. like if it took if we as as a, as a society understood better <laughs> <laughs> if we as a society understood better that games take a long time to make they don't take they don't take a year to complete um, then like we would we could pressure developers less to like have this game out at a certain point and like there would be less right just better management like if
2: we yeah. could it, under the current system yeah. if we were all just a little better about uh, the bar we have for our first submission. Yeah. Um, rather than saying, rather than treating that as a different bar than it is.
1: Yeah. Right? That would be that would be good, because I think that, like, at least at the very sure. least, then, like, uh, maybe we wouldn't feel so pressured to, like, do the cert lot process before the game is actually completed. Yeah.
2: But, you know, uh, we both have examples where that wouldn't fix it. So, in your yeah. case of that bug, that wasn't a bug you found right. until you'd already sent it through. It's very true. And so, you know, that's a case where Uh, the game did launch with a bug, Mm -hmm. right? And so, um, but because of the way that's turnaround on that system works, you certainly probably could have, um, and there's ways to talk with these teams to say this is, has a priority, but then it's up to them to decide what, you know, goes in, in their slots when they schedule times for people to to check on these things. Yeah. Um, But then in the case of widget satchel, the reason there were two day one patches, Mm. uh, two patches uh, pre-release, and luckily I got them both through by the time of the release date. I did a, I did an okay job with scheduling on that, <laughs> yeah. but it was down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the second patch was because the first patch introduced a buck, ah. which of course is a problem. It happens right. all the time. Yeah. And it was actually kind of a headline feature for the game. So in, in Widget Satchel, when you use your Joy-Con attached to your system, or actually just to use them at all, uh, you can you have a special pair of socks for Sprocket mm-hmm. that, that are colored based on the colors of your Joy-Con. It's yeah. a very fun feature that is available to all Switch developers to access that color and do something with it in the game. Very few people do. Yeah. People just went crazy when they learned Animal Crossing did it. And it's like, <laughs> it's not that difficult, yeah. but everyone should be doing it. So we did it in Widget Satchel, and that feature broke. Um, it, it, as a result of the first patch, and I didn't catch that until, till you know, I mean, I caught it in time. Yeah. But like, I, if I could have just said like, oh, hey, here's this thing with this one line of code changed, can I get a pre, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. there's not really an infrastructure for Nintendo to trust me on that. Right. It, they do have to, there's so, you know, they deal with so many projects going through, yeah. more now than they ever have. Mm-hmm. And so, and they try to make an equitable system for everybody, a, a standardized system so that you have things to expect. Um but, but yeah that that worried me. I was like, yeah. oh, it's just that one thing. is there any way I can ask them to speed it up because how would I explain that to them in a way that they would believe me? yeah, uh, you know, and it's 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 tricky, yeah, right it is that that version did go through law check quicker mm-hmm. um because you do have opportunities to provide notes, but I don't know how much of my uh, explanation was part of that, yeah, um necessarily
0: it's interesting that because I'm just thinking about my job and how we do code reviews and stuff like that, which is a very similar process where we don't release anything until it's gone through tests and, and, and checks and at multiple stages. Yeah. And so like the fact that I just was like, well, why wouldn't they know that it's just one line, but you have to submit a whole new build. Mm -hmm. So, so I could see where they wouldn't be able to see like, Oh, it was one line of code change. That's, I just didn't even think about that because I was like, well, duh, they just see the one line and hit approve. Yeah,
2: They don't see your source code. You don't send them a development build. Yeah. You send them a fi- the final build. Um, that's one thing that I think people don't know entirely is that you, you, the, those platform holders don't
1: have a window into your project the way that you might think they do. Well, maybe that would help. Perhaps. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, the, the people at Nintendo don't understand how the games are built maybe they won't fully understand how the code works but they'll understand if one line of code is different and that's it yeah so um that might help with that
2: and the question is is like what's the burden now on
1: in in the old days Mm. when
2: your your representative walked you through the process yeah right when when the 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 process was byzantine but you didn't need to know it Uh, because you had a representative who handled your case yeah right like that would make a lot more sense as you could just like send emails back and forth or, or whatever. And they like, they, someone within their organization would understand your project. Right. Because they've been with you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, uh, since you, they, they, you know, uh, uh, you sent in a, a money order for the dev kit or whatever, <laughs> however it used yeah, to work. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but it, maybe that's, it's just not practical anymore. Right. Well, it, there was
1: somebody to automate some of that process. It'd be interesting. If, if they had access to the code. Yeah. Um, uh, at, at Nintendo, like, and you said we only changed one line of code, and they could check the thing and see if yeah. there's only one kind of. Co- I don't think it. Well, no, you're probably right. There's a ton of games getting sent,
2: but also in my mind, trust I think is easier to establish than a system like that where where somebody at Nintendo is has to prove it. Yeah, right. It's easier to actually build trust even amongst the many, you know, the larger pool of indie developers, mm-hmm. um, and then you know maybe provide consequences for violating that trust. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is kind of interesting. Like, what could they do? And also, it's it's
0: it's my code.
2: Like, it's I don't necessarily I don't have a problem with Nintendo seeing it, but Nintendo is not owed the right to see it. It's my proprietary code.
0: And your change, how they even if it's one line, it can break the whole game.
1: Yeah,
2: like Mm -hmm.
0: you could have a one semicolon out of place, and like the whole point of the patch is because the one line broke it right so <laughs> right. so they'd have no idea if your one line is introducing
2: right they would need to basically be a lot more than just like yeah. a, a, a observer they would need to be a, they would need to have an opinion on your code yeah oh. which you don't want
0: them to <laughs> have yeah, no, to. No, want no, want no, no 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 yeah. yeah okay
1: that's a good point
2: <laughs> so i
0: think maybe amend but yeah. This, <laughs> Idea the system rescinded. is fine. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. no solutions here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it's, something to think about.
0: To if think you about. have uh, if you have ideas, let us know about yes. how you think the the process could be better.
1: And we will send it to the appropriate circles. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't do anything about it personally.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is a discussion in the community. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Sure.
0: <laughs> Speaking of getting feedback. Yes. Steven. Uh-huh. You find getting feedback very important.
1: I do. Why? (laughs) (laughs) It's useful. You can
0: iterate off of that feedback and such. Fine.
1: (laughs) Yay, satisfactory answer. You Uh. say so.
0: (laughs) So we have this feedback form which is at
1: nicegames.glub slash feedback
0: yes and it's updated now for it all is. sorts of information that we're looking for on the show what sort of stuff are we looking for
1: yeah we're looking for uh, like how you listen to episodes like do you listen to them through Spotify through iTunes all of those things um, let us know where that is how frequently you listen to them do um, you get tired of us after one month Of, <laughs> of the content I don't know I don't want to know that <laughs> <laughs> Well I do <laughs> um, um, And then like content you'd like to see from us uh, Like do you want more bulletins Do you want less bulletins Do you want more roundtables Interviews etc
0: This I- sounds like a lot of stuff to say
1: <laughs> It is the nice thing about the uh, the new feedback form is that none of the feedback is required. So you can just answer the stuff you want to give us, this information.
2: Yeah, in the old feedback form, we would have some people who would answer all of the qualitative questions. Yeah. And we aggregated that data, and yes. it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then some people who just wrote us paragraph a paragraph of qualitative feedback. Right. was also valuable in a different way. Yeah. And so we wanted to make sure that the new feedback form works for both of those types of feedback, exactly, yes. without hindering
1: the other kind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, let us know what you think about the show at nicegames.club/feedback.
0: I don't have any tips. <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Yes, my topic is crunch. Uh, <laughs> that was a. That was a great transition. are going to hang that one from the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um certainly you listen to this podcast, you have an interest in game development, at least a minor one, right? Um, And you have probably heard of Crunch. We haven't, I mean, we've talked about Crunch on the show quite frequently, but I don't think we've ever like, we've, ever, we've never had an actual topic on it. So I wanted to bring it up because like uh I guess this is kind of a little bit of a down period because I think every time we bring up Crunch, it is oftentimes been like someone um, some like a group in the industry is like saying that they get you know they have to go through long-term crunch and stuff
2: right some piece of news has yeah.
1: inspired us to talk and think about it yeah exactly um and so like this is a bit of a quiet period but like it's still something that i guess that was in my mind because i brought it up as a topic mm-hmm. um so what is crunch it's basically just working long hours like maybe 18 hour days over a long period of time so like say three months which is you know a dramatic amount of working uh, and
2: well, I mean, eighteen hours is the sort of supernaturally long work day. It, it could be it ten could, hour work day. It could be ten hour work. Right. It's yeah. like there's no there's no threshold by which you can legitimately say you're being crunched mm-hmm. if you're working more than you should. Yes. Right? right. Yeah. Exactly. Just to make sure people don't don't feel like oh I don't work that I don't hard. qualify
0: I just, for crunch yeah. but I'm totally burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um. And I think like the reason why people in the, at least in the games industry crunch is because like they're really. They're trying to get this game out the door in time, or there's a culture surrounding it, um, and
0: uh, especially like in a particular company. If you don't care about this project, then you'll work the normal amount. If you care, you would be here all night. Yeah. you'd be staying overnight. Yes,
1: yeah. that's exactly
0: what happened.
2: We're a family here. We're gonna order some pizza. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, why don't, you, why, why don't you? Why don't you just stay? Yeah, yeah actually,
1: that's fascinating. Like,
2: and you know, uh, we I,
0: have beer. <laughs> I do
2: want to preempt some of this. Like, uh-huh. some of that is uh, motivated by you know um, not evil plants, Oh right? yeah, some people like want to like they want to contribute to the project. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure it it succeeds. Yeah, and managers who. Uh, force crunch on people are not always rubbing their fingers cackling yeah like you know uh, 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 and,
1: yeah it's not always even forcing people to go through crunch it's like it's it's just an encouraged thing like i think that a lot of times with uh, some of the companies will say like we don't ever force people to do crunch but like it's just encouraged in the office. yeah
2: which is forcing people to do crunch well right? i mean yeah <laughs> no, it's important to say like yeah. as, as much as i want to make sure that we like remember the humanity of everybody involved right. there is no excuses for somebody creating an environment that causes this problem. Yeah. Those people do need to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't, you know, the motivation is not important on that scale. Yeah. But it's important to also think that, Oh, the reason it's happening is because people are evil. It's like, no, 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 because the environment is created for that. So
1: it, 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 it changes how we think about the solutions to the problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, and like the, if if like it was perfectly healthy to work 12 hour days <laughs> for <laughs> long stints of time then we wouldn't be having this conversation but like it is an issue because like there's a lot of um, physical issues that uh, are associated with this like you're, I mean yeah if you're a programmer and you're staring at a screen for 12 hours at a time uh, you're gonna
0: go blind yeah
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> what my parents warned me about <laughs> Um, and like, well, you're more likely to go depressed before you go. Blind, well, I mean, yes, but
2: that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's it that's a real problem. It yeah.
0: does, uh, it does affect your it, vision. It
1: does affect your eyesight. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, not just that, but like you're hunched over a computer, it can affect like your, uh, your, your, your. I mean, your back, your spine.
2: Right, and no amount of like expert ergonomics is going to save you from twelve hours.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and there's a lack of sleep. I mean, if you're working twelve-hour days and then you get home and then you have twelve hours with which. To do either sleep or other things,
2: and you have to spend a lot of that watching like Star Trek reruns, <laughs> yeah. and like probably playing Overwatch with your friends, right?
1: Well, I mean, literally, yeah. Like yeah. You, you need enough time to, in order to have a social life, right? Um, and if if you have crunch, then you have to make compromises, and so like you either decide I'm just going to get six hours of sleep and I don't know go out with friends, or I'm going to get eight hours of sleep but just not interact, do literally nothing else with yeah, your life, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and not only that, but I think. Uh, I, I, this is something that I'm specifically concerned about is that like I think that by encouraging crunch within your company to get this game out the door it encourages other people to do it to compete with your company right mm-hmm. right yeah. It's,
2: not in, yeah it's not individualized it's not an individual company's issue it's a culture yeah. industry a
1: and not just companies but just individuals too like if mm-hmm. you're doing it then like other people feel encouraged to do it
0: because if you're doing it then you'll be seen as the star employee no matter like even though you don't mean to be or whatever
1: and that and that work in the future is expected of you like you're, you're setting a precedent for yourself so yeah like in order to keep being the star uh employee you need to continue to do this crunch work yeah um so all yeah a lot of that is it compounds on itself
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and so that like that's the reason why we keep talking about this thing is because it, i think it's rampant particularly in games because i think uh, games kind of have a predatory relationship with like our work life balance. Yeah. Um, we like uh, a lot of a lot of AAA games, especially like uh, prey on the passion, quote unquote, um, for for like working in games.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turnover in the in the industry is very high. Yes. And a lot of that is just literally the burnout. Right. Um. But it's because there are so many people who want to make games. Mm-hmm. It is the culture of. Letting people burn out of games, yeah, is part of the sustainability of games. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's what the perception is now, because that's the way it is now. Mm-hmm. Because they've been taking advantage of everyone doing that. Yeah. But I think when you look at, like, my theater teacher in high school always has this phrase that mm-hmm. has been burned into my memory, <laughs> which is a healthy artist is a better artist. Yeah. So if you are getting enough sleep if you're getting to have friends and and do all the things you want to do in your life and be healthy then you're going to be better at making games. Yeah. Like I feel like we might have seen like we might have gotten better games out of the out of the companies that are here if they hadn't been crunching their workers and doing all this turnover because every yeah. time you turn over it takes like 6 months for someone to get up up to speed. Yeah. And like you lose all like morale and momentum if people leave. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: not just that, but by hour ten of working on this thing. Yeah, you're not gonna be exactly. nearly as good at coding a thing as you would at you know, at hour four. Well
0: yeah, also you, and you if you're
2: prioritizing the kind of work that can be done efficiently yeah. at hour twelve, mm-hmm. then what you end up having is like is more polygons, more work that that is that requires labor yeah. and less work that requires creativity or creation. Mm-hmm. Right. So like Martha, you were saying, like a different culture might make better games with fewer polygons yeah yeah right
0: <laughs> yeah and even maybe maybe if they weren't paying like if they were prioritizing having really like happy workers mm-hmm. they might be i don't know if you if you make if you spend longer on the game yeah over time and have people making 20 polygons a week instead of 40 polygons
2: <laughs> a week. That's our, our work unit.
0: Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, You could probably get a game with the same amount of polygons too if mm-hmm. you just sped the time out longer or hire more people right. or whatever right. and not have...
2: But, it, but I think the difference... The, the reason I make that comparison is because... Um, when I say creativity, I mean like programming. I mean like effects programming, graphics programming. Yeah. Those things are creative acts. Labor is just a, is about more and more and more of yes. something that you figured out already. Yeah. And so, um, like you're saying, you could spend more time and and to deliver exactly the same amount of polygons. But um, would that be in a healthy environment? Would that be an effective use of anybody's time? That's
0: true. You might look at it and be like, well, we don't actually need all these polygons. Yeah. Like for the the game that we want to get across and the game that people will buy and the game that people will be happy with like maybe you only need this many right? like you don't need it to be perfect or whatever yeah and
2: so uh, I I guess my point is is crunch just doesn't just affect like you know worker health and like overall you know uh, um, you know bugs slip through right we talked about because when you work too quickly it doesn't just affect that it really affects everything about a video game yes right because of the culture in which it's made yeah you know
1: Right, yeah, and it, and like I said it it affects not just you but like everybody else who wants to be in the industry. Mm-hmm. and I think that like there's a uh, a a view of like I mean the struggling artist right mm-hmm. in, for video games where like if I've just worked um if I just finished this game and I just spent eighteen hours all of my life working on this thing and I just sleep four hours and spend the rest of that working on the game, and I get it out, then I'll be successful and I could be a video game developer and, and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um where game there are more and more games being released it's more and more difficult to be successful as a game developer as an indie game developer specifically. Yeah. And um uh, I think that is unhealthy that idea is unhealthy. Yeah.
2: Well um, now we're talking about the difference between an employer and an indie, yeah, right? True. And this is where uh, where I want to make it pretty clear because I am someone who will work late and work a lot. And I don't
0: I'm gonna disagree with what you're about to say. Uh, fair enough,
2: <laughs> but I will say, um, like, I don't have a lot of resources, mm-hmm. and so, and the work I'm doing is, yeah, it. I suffer, right? Yeah, and I'm not. I would never say that that's good. Yeah, but I would say that it's better that Widget Tatchell was out in November than out this July. Okay. Um, because now I have time to work on other things, and now I'm making money on the games sold. Yeah, and like we need, to, true. we do need to be very clear that when we talk, we have this. We talk about healthy life and all this stuff mm-hmm. that we say that there is the reason we do go down these roads is because we see benefits from. Right. Yeah, yeah, and we need to understand the trade-offs. So it's it's really easy to just say like, oh, let's all just take care of ourselves. Let's all relax. Let's take some days off because then everything will be better and fine. Yeah, and we, and like we, which isn't to say we shouldn't be recommending. Doing that, right. but we should also be very careful not to make it to an idealized kind of situation. Yeah. particularly, and this is where like this is where I depart in the case of of a company because of who benefits from the the work uh-huh. and who benefits from the the time crunch that that to get something out faster uh, to meet a deadline. Um, as an indie developer, a lot of times you are the one benefiting from your own suffering, yeah. And it's up to you to decide if that's worth it, and it's up to you to to take stock and realize that you probably are putting too much value on the results and not enough on the on being free from suffering. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. But it's you who makes that determination. Yeah. Um, versus an employer situation where they benefit from it. And, it's a, and that's why people who are passionate about video games get sucked into this crunch is yeah. because it's very easy to do it to yourself. Yeah. And when you fool yourself into thinking, I'm going to keep working on this environmental element in this video game that's going to have my name a mile down in the credits. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love my job, but this isn't my game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, if you fool yourself into thinking that you are the one who will benefit from that, then you are being exploited. Yeah. Um, but like I said, on the other side, there are times if you do benefit from that, then like, I don't know. It just, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying like, just take a nap and you'll be better off. Mm-hmm. And I get very frustrated by that because it's not a simple solution. That is not yeah. a simple, the solution. Well,
0: yeah. well, so, um, uh, it reminds me of, uh, the, I think I've talked about this book before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to write by Brenda Uland is, uh, she talks about how when you're excited about something, you can work really hard for a, like, she talks about her nieces or grandchildren or something and how they put on a play mm-hmm. in the backyard for their friends and, <laughs> um, and how they worked for days really hard on, on making all these things. But there was like a lot of joy in the work and cause they were doing it for the work itself and yeah. not for like economic, whatever, because yeah, they were, yeah. um, so so what i'm i guess the point is like i don't think i think what we're saying is not like working hard can also be good for you or like fun or like you know yeah right working, pushing it's not, not yourself not saying, if there's the joy in it i'm not saying that taking a nap is the solution or everyone being relaxed all the time but don't i'm saying
2: what? <laughs> don't let dale hear you <laughs>
0: Um, unless that's something that you need to do because there are people who just need to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And you need, uh, yeah, you
2: need to know, like you need to be able to recognize that. And a lot of us are not good at that.
0: And yeah. And I think like, I don't think cause hard work, like these things take work to make anything. It takes yeah, work.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: But if you're doing it and you're harming your relationships with people and, and your, and yourself and yourself mm-hmm. yeah. and, whatever even if it's for you like i don't know if that is a good thing net-wise, even this if- right
2: right it's it's up to you to decide right yeah. like everything everything is compromises and so yeah. um you need to keep an eye on yourself because you will very quickly lose track of what's worth it
1: right right well i i think i think it uh i think it's important to at least be conscious of that mm-hmm. i think that well i, I just I guess the way I see things on Twitter, <laughs> and I mean, maybe that's maybe it's because like we, uh, we're going through different things. The way we develop is different. Yeah. Um. But wh- the way I see Twitter is, uh, or at least, especially in the past, um, uh, a lot more in the past. Uh, I saw a lot of people praising people working fifteen-hour days for six months to get this game out, and then they were able to be successful. Like I think the developers of Cuphead. I, I remember reading this somewhere. Maybe it was Cuphead, or maybe it was another game. Mm -hmm. They like worked a ton and then like they sold their house in order to make sure they had enough money to keep working on this game and stuff like that. And then they were finally successful. And then like, so we saw that success. And I think a lot of people took it as one
2: led to the other. Yes. And that's a formula.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of aspiring devs see that and they're like, oh, if I just work really hard and I throw all everything I have into this game, I can be successful too.
0: Yeah. But there are so many other stories of games like that, that the game was good enough. Because despite the crunch that happened, yeah. not because of the crunch that happened, like right. there are plenty of games that have gone, come out, and been successful that didn't have any of that, and no one stayed up, yeah, really late or whatever. Yeah, schedule. Well, there's no things. math
2: to do.
1: Oh, yeah. Right?
2: Like, there's like no no way to determine what led to a success or failure. Yeah, like there's already enough there's variables. A,
1: <laughs> there's a ton of different factors involved. In it. I just yeah. I'm I'm i I'm mainly concerned that like you don't want people inspired to to do that.
2: Because of of so of an example that was set,
1: yes, yeah. Because I, I mean, I think they will also be setting themselves up for, for failure. Yeah, in that, like, it, it could very well be that this game is successful, like the game you're working, you know, 15 hours for six months, yeah, ends up being successful. But it might be that your the way that your body works is not able actually to sustain this, and so you will have long term health problems because mm-hmm. of this issue. Yeah, like there are a lot of there are a lot of people who, um, report like. Uh like they like they have vision issues or like they uh develop tendonitis or something. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of different things that can happen because of these long hours that they were working on. Yeah. So like you might end up end up being as successful as whatever indie game was successful that you saw, but it might not the price the price might not be worth it. Right. Um, and you don't and, and you can't make that call. You can't make that right? call and early you, on. Yeah, and you literally can't know that. Like it might end up being that your yeah, like your body will be perfectly fine afterwards and you'll be like, yeah. you know. Um and like it was and it ends up all being worth it like you just you just don't yeah. know. Um, My I, I mean yeah I, that, that's I, you can sub that
2: in for um your sort of mental health yeah because that's usually the way I think of it I like. Uh, Human beings are so varied in terms of physicality. Yeah. And people can put up with a lot. Yeah. Uh, And so like, and no one necessarily knows their limits. Yeah. Humans are pretty malleable. But, but but I think in terms of like what people are able to sustain in terms of what they can suffer through psychologically, Mm -hmm. I think we're probably a little bit more on the level there. There still are variances. Yeah. But like, that's something where I think people can trick themselves into thinking that because I can stay awake, I can also be of sound mind. Yeah. And it isn't, it's hard to, you need to know the difference, right? Yeah
1: exactly yeah um i mean i like what you brought up mark like uh, i think it is a call that you have to make yeah and i also think that it's not we uh, i i think I don't know, I, maybe I'm, I'm just speaking for myself but i'm not discouraging hard work right and even like a crunch period of a week or
2: two yeah weeks. tech
0: week yeah.
2: yeah is that a yeah. thing in, the, well, in, in, the, in
0: theater it's the week right before a show opens. where everybody
2: rushes to get it all yeah. working oh. and,
0: <laughs> and it's kind of fun because it's only a week so yeah. you yeah. you can like uh like it becomes a i don't know camaraderie thing yeah.
2: Well, it's what a game jam is right yeah that's true like yeah. it, it's definitely there are periods and, and you know when you do when you do projects and you schedule a time to suffer a little bit, uh-huh. like as long as you make sure it's because there's a deadline, and then we're all going to take the next week to chill. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, there, but again, those are things that, like, especially if you're managing a team, you need to be cognizant of what you're doing to others. Right. Like when you're doing it to yourself, then of course it's easy to fool yourself, mm-hmm. but you are the only victim. Yeah. Uh, the the well,
0: except for that, the collateral well, damage okay, of all okay. <laughs> your relationships.
2: <laughs> but yeah. Just I, sort of speaking in a vacuum. <laughs> okay. Sort of, but yeah. Um. But in the case, as soon as you're responsible for somebody else's work, yes. Um. Then then you become you become the employer regardless of it's a case of like, if right. you're just in charge, but you all share, you yeah. know, th- th- then like it's, it's a different dimension. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. then it's about social pressures. Yes. You know, and that's the thing we need to all work at together. Yeah.
1: Um, And I, and, and, and I'll go back to like the, the potentially predatory aspect of how like games get made yeah. and how people are like, you, if you just funnel all of your passion into this, and employers, I guess, are like, you, how passionate are you in making this game? Yeah. You know, uh, I think that, like, that that is a different dynamic than, like, if you are a solo dev or even, like, just a team of three or whatever working yeah. together. Um, It's a different it's a different dynamic, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Yeah. um,
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's not just the big project you're working on mm-hmm. or the thing at work. Like, yeah. if you have a day job and yeah. you do nights and weekends on a project or you're right. working with other people on something... Like crunch can be the extra added on to your normal activities. Yes. And that's something that's hard to necessarily recognize. And it's hard so that's why it's like important to, especially when you're working with others, to like have an understanding of what time is gonna be allocated and a real a realistic expectation. Yeah. Uh, not promising too much because then, yeah, maybe you're pushing yourself hard, but then you're it, it contributing to a culture in a group, mm-hmm. um, or you're not delivering your best work. And by not saying I can only work two hours and not eight hours on this, yeah. this week, um, like that doesn't seem like a lot of time perhaps, but in your life that becomes the over, you know, an overflow. Yeah. And if you're not communicating with the, the team, then the expectations of the whole team. So like it is an all in it together kind of process. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And like I, I don't know about y'all, but I had to have a problem with this. Where like if I commit to a thing, and it just, and it turns out that like I either don't have enough time to do this thing, or this thing will take a lot longer for you to make. I will just end up working a lot longer to do, to get the thing done, and maybe like my the end product is not is not good or valuable because yeah. like I was I, you know I was stressed to get all these things that I needed to get done that week. Done yeah,
2: and you d- I get, you're never going to get the math right, so yeah, you, you need to have some ability to work on the fly and to say like okay this is now too much for me yeah what can i do about it right like can i go back to the drawing board can i sacrifice something else either by taking it off my schedule that was going to contribute to my crunch this week Mm -hmm. can that wait or whatever and these are all just management skills that we're all terrible at yeah um but like keeping an eye on that and like making sure you include uh the other things you need to take care of yourself as part of that bucket right right and And not first on the chopping block
1: right and it it, it's I guess the in order to understand, not, I don't want to say solve crunch, because it's not really a problem exactly that is solvable or a thing that needs solving exactly. Mm-hmm. But in order to do crunch in a healthy manner, that's the way I should say it. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you, there's a lot of like different skills you need and things you need to understand. You need to be able to like, you know, establish boundaries between yourself and your employer or whoever you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be able to establish boundaries for yourself. You need to understand how you're feeling in any, uh, and 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 understand how to advocate for yourself in a way that makes sense for you. And you also need to understand like how um to like how much time it need how much time you need to in order to develop this game and whether or not it is okay to not to crunch or not to crunch. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. When you can work hard and when you need to work hard.
2: You know? Yeah. Um, but we're getting back into the employer space now, yeah. in which case it is much more the burden of the employer yes. to make the healthy environment it is, like it if is. you are at a company that where crunch is not required but in, but allowed mm-hmm. um and you're being sort of subtly encouraged um those those techniques will help you survive in an environment like that yeah but you should never be fooled into thinking it's your responsibility yes. to make that, that environment healthy it's the responsibility of your employer and uh hopefully it's wrong with the government to have labor laws yeah that discourage things like this yeah um which isn't to say you shouldn't be practicing things but you'd never convince yourself it's only on you yes right yeah i, I because everyone else is doing it or everyone else is happy or whatever yeah
0: and like there's all this adv- you know we have all this advice for advocating for yourself but like like that can be not possible for a lot of people like yeah. you can get fired from places and so people put up with a lot of things because there's not as many protections for them uh because and and they don't have the financial like uh, resources to just like to take the risk of standing up for themselves and if everyone else in the company is like also just trying to do their thing and not get you know it can create a whole feedback loop of like well you know that's and that's why things like unions and labor laws are really important because employers will take every advantage they can Yeah. because that is the point like that. Yeah. They were trying to get the most, even, even the most well-meaning people Mm -hmm. are trying to get the most that they can.
2: And the most well-meaning people can make the biggest mistake. Yeah. Because they're like, but I'm a good person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) exploiting everybody. Like, Uh, like we're all in it together. We're a family here or whatever. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like those people can be, just make the worst, worst mistakes and then not, and then, be less capable of learning from them, Mm -hmm. which is again, why there needs to be institutional mandates, uh, legal and otherwise that encourage these things. And yeah, yeah, so there's, there's so much you can do by yourself, but uh, advocacy is important um, to make sure that if you see somebody else suffering from it, if it's not in your department that you make sure that, you know, maybe you don't have, maybe you can't make a big ruckus. Maybe you, it's too risky to like hold a protest or a walkout, but you know, talk about it in the break room. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, like, mention it to your superior. I, like I do, make it so that it's a topic so that yeah. so that people can't forget it's I, happening. I
1: I do this at work all the time. Actually like well, my work is a nice example because like we we don't do crunch. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think we're explicitly like never do crunch ever. But like we <laughs> but like make a sign. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Neo point. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: but like we uh, I think a lot of the sticking point for a lot of the people who work at, at my my place um is like we don't we don't have to work 60 hour weeks. As a result, I think a lot of people at at my job appreciate that we have that work life balance. But every once in a while, I think that like some people feel pressured um, at work because like, I don't know, I, uh, my boss is not super great at communicating what he wants from things. And so, like, I think some people times, at times feel pressured to work uh, significant hours in order to get some something done that they maybe said they would try to get done or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I I try to push back against it or try to find an alternative solution so they don't feel like they have to do that. Yeah. Like if that and like it happens every once in a while. Like I do it too. Like I'll work. Um, maybe I'll work like a forty-five hour, fifty-hour week just because like I don't want this thing weighing me down when the weekend comes up or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's fine. Like that that happens every once in a while. As long as it's not a regular thing, um, I feel comfortable with that. But I do try to push against other like I do try to push against how other people approach working long hours um every once in a while uh because i don't want i don't want that president sent for me right you make sure you note it as an exception (laughs) yes
2: and you you make the judgment in the moment yes you don't ever let it become habit right right exactly
1: yeah and i yeah even if
2: it had even if it were to happen frequently you make sure that every time
1: it is an exception yeah Yeah. that's exactly it yeah Mm -hmm. so i just want to i and i think that like at work a lot of people just in general keep everyone else accountable for that yeah um, like I have, like, the person who sit next, sits in the cubicle next to me, like, he gets there at 7.30 in the morning and he leaves at 3.30 in, every day. Like, it's always an eight hour thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, is, it works for him. I think he's used to it. Um, and also, like, he has, um, stipulations cause he has to take the bus to get back to back and forth from work. But like, it, but he's, he's built a habit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's built a habit of it. And so like, if he doesn't get this thing done, he will be like, Oh, I'll just do it next week. Pencil down week. and yeah. out, out the door. I'll do it next sprint or something. Yeah. And like, it's just established a thing for it. But I, I guess that also means that like, uh, he, uh, he very much discourages himself to like, you know, work long hours in case he needs to get something done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a result, maybe he's scheduled or, uh, yeah, scheduled less time or less tasks for himself to get done so that he makes sure he gets his, all the work he has yeah. promised to get done done.
2: That's an important. So in my yeah. former career, all the work I do was client work, mm-hmm. um, uh, video production, uh, advertising. A lot of it was project-based. Uh-huh. And so we had stakeholders within the various companies I worked at or the client. And so I spent a lot of my time, even though I was a person who made video animations, A big part of my job was time estimates. Yeah. How long is this going to take? Mm. Because I haven't done this part ever before. So I use all my various knowledge to things that are adjacent to make a guess on how long it will take me to learn to do it and do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I got pretty good at that, Mm -hmm. but like no one's great at it. Right. And so it's really important in a situation like that. And this is the habit I'd picked up, which is to establish my expertise in my own abilities. Mm -hmm. So when I would say, um, which means that when I was wrong, nobody got to be right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. So I would I would say like, oh, this is going to take me two days. Yeah. Uh, give me three days because uh, you do want, you know, you want to do the, the M- Montgomery Scott uh, engineering estimate. You always uh, add a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. That, that your captain thinks you're a miracle worker. <laughs> and
0: I need it in two hours. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so you, you say, I, this is going to take me two days and mm. you, you're you up front. Of, this is, I think this is going to be two days. Right. Give me three days. Yeah. End of the third day rolls around. Mm-hmm. I'm sixty percent through the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well before that, hopefully, I will have recognized this. Mm. Um, as early as possible. Or you know what? Even if it's not convenient, even if it's kind of late, I always make sure this isn't going to get done. Here's my new estimate. Yeah. I'm. I don't apologize. I mean, I will maybe be contrite about it, but I'm not going to say like, "Oh, I effed up." Yeah. I'm going to say like, "I was wrong." This is the new estimate. Yeah. And that's it. Because and and you and you know people will be upset, and you might have clients in particular who will be who will be like angry with you. Yeah. But the key is to make sure that you don't, you don't forget that you made an honest assessment at the time. Right. Nobody was better equipped to make the judgment. Than right. Now. Yeah. And now no one's better equipped to make the judgment now. And as long as you make clear that you, you, you believe it and you say it mm-hmm. and it's up to other people to believe you or not. Right. You yeah. need, it's, there's a, there's a lot going, a lot of wheels in that you know area. But yeah. um, once you do that, then the fallout from it, you know, Oh, we're going to miss a deadline or it's going to be a problem or whatever. It's like, that's fine, and it, maybe I couldn't have figured out, but but as long as I make it clear that, like, I don't regret being the one to have made that estimate, mm-hmm. you know, then it, you can, especially in a professional environment, yeah. you can move forward, because nothing is so important that, right. like, you know, that, that General Mills needs to get their serial animation on this <laughs> time, like, uh, the world will spin, yeah. and, you know, it's, as long as we're all, you know, and there are things on the line, of course, it matters, and it matters yeah. within the companies you work in, yeah. but that's the, that's the behavior I always took uh, when doing client work, yeah, because it was very much required is yeah. to make clear that like when things go wrong, that you don't freak out, that you you don't change tactics. You just you just get the new data to you know, and also know when to cut. When to say like, oh, this technique, this project is not working this way. Mm-hmm. Can we can we quickly scope down and still meet the deadline? Yeah, right. Um, what do we cut? What can we? What's the goal of the project? I and mean, you're thinking in terms of game design. Like, what do we want it to do? Yeah. Can we get it done with fewer polygons? <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Well, yeah, it's like the what's the saying? Cheap, fast, or good, good. Yeah. And you have to pick two of those. Right. And I think most crunch comes from people not estimating, like the mismatch in estimation to thing yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to what it is well
1: yeah like well it, it, in a company culture where like uh, your higher-ups are encouraging you encouraging but not forcing it <laughs> and, uh, you know to work really hard yeah then like a lot of it is the higher-ups did not plan well enough to uh you know to make sure that like you can get this thing done in a certain amount of time or in a, in a good amount of time right mm-hmm. so like you're saying yeah this is a complicated topic, eh? it, yeah. You know, it, it's a lot of work on its own, uh huh. Right, it is. Which is why you
2: shouldn't be the one who has to do all of it. <laughs> if you know, yeah. I, I just, it's a, I'm a broken record on it. It's, it is, it's your boss's problem. Yes. and if, and if they don't solve it, if the culture is such, if you're, you're not, it's not that you're not working hard enough. It's right. not that you don't believe enough. Yeah, it's not that you're not committed enough. It's not that you're not sacrificing. Enough. Believe, right? It's believe. like none of those things. No matter how often you've been either in, encouraged to believe it or in yourself. Uh, 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 on, of your own volition begun to believe it yeah um in a situation like
1: that it's never the case yeah hmm yeah um yeah and in terms of just being an indie developer uh, there's no helping you <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to say (laughs) that's the solution. Scope. It's it's about about. scope. It really honestly it's about scope. Scope Scope
2: and schedule. Scope and schedule. What have you got time to do? What can you do? What can what can you? How long can you not make money before you have to put your product on sale? Yes. And those are hard estimates, and you
1: have to readjust. It's hard to figure that out, but yeah, yeah, you can do it. We believe in you.
0: We believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Send
2: us some messages if you've had some more experience with this, because we talked about it before the show. We all. A lot of this is theoretical. Like mm-hmm. we had we've not worked in AAA where crunch happens, right. and so we don't have a you know. I believe all of our advice is sound, and all of our experience is valuable, right. but we don't have that particular expe- uh, perspective. So yeah. if you do, or you have something similar, you work somewhere where crunch could happen but doesn't, and you and you and you know why. Um, let us know. We'll yeah. we'll uh, we can bring it up again on a future show.
0: Well, that's this show. If you liked it. Leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and tell all of your friends, too. If you're interested in any of the topics we talked about on the episode, make sure to check out our website, NiceGames.Club, for all the show notes and links to resources. Like with playtesting our games, we are always looking for feedback on the podcast. You can go to NiceGames.Club slash feedback to tell us what you think. Get in touch with us on Twitter at NiceGamesClub, where Dale tweets game dev resources and pictures of cats. Or by email at contact at nicegames.club. Ask us questions and give us suggestions for topics.
2: So until we start again, remember to play nice
0: and make nice.